Apple Elevator Service is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, family-owned and operated elevator maintenance and repair company. We'll provide you with the best service possible with a one-hour response time for any trouble calls you may have. We also perform all Category 1 and 5 tests that are required in New York and clear any existing violations so your elevators are safe and up to code. Call 212-279-0700. 212-279-0700. When the cameras aren't rolling and the spotlight is off, what are your favorite celebs really like? This is Buck the System, the podcast that peeks behind the curtain, under the covers, and brings you along as host Buck Gritano exposes real reality. We started with the captains of the smash hit TV show Wicked Tuna. How cool is that? And every time we buck the system, we have an awesome time doing it. So now, let's have some fun. You ready? Buckle up and let's go. Buck Gratano, back at you again, Facebook Live. I'm getting to really like this Facebook Live. Last, uh, what was it, Thursday, I got to speak to 1986 New York's Mets backup catcher Ed Hearn. That was pretty cool. I know out there in Facebook, people are looking at there's no sports, so, and he hasn't been around in a while. But Wicked Tuna, I've been watching. I've been, like everybody out there, hopefully they're staying safe, and everybody during this crazy times. Oh, I, I pray for everybody out there. Thank you for the essential workers that are out there that have to go out there and, and deal with this. But I'm home. I've been home for uh, how many weeks now? I don't even know how many weeks. Weeks. Months. I'm going on months. Binge watching. Wicked Tuna has been a show I've been binge watching, but I've been also watching season nine. A new crew member. There's a couple. Three boats came in season nine. And we got one of the captains on now. Captain Bob Cook. Fat tuna, not hot tuna, right? <laughs> What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Not much. How you doing, Buck? I'm Thanks doing... for having me, bud. Uh, come on, man. I'm getting to watch season nine of Wicked Tuna. That's the one up in up in the Massachusetts, Gloucester. What's, how do you pronounce it? You guys pronounce it up there? Gloucester. Gloucester. I got to get the, yeah. the words down. I'm a New York guy, so I've watched You Wicked... did well. You did well with that. Yeah. I've watched Wicked Tuna since season one, but I can't come and gone and come back again. Season nine really got me because they got a new boat, three new boats involved. And the OGs, the original gangsters, the original boats of the fleets. We had Tyler and Marissa on. I had TJ on, who was a buddy of mine. I grew up in Broad Channel. I live in Rockaway Beach. It's actually a stone skip and jump away from each other. We actually played roller hockey together. I know you play hockey nice, now. So nice. You play yes, ice hockey. Yes, I, I did. Probably ice hockey. I did. I used to. Yeah, yeah. I played roller hockey, too. I was terrible at that. Ah, but, you know, it's a fun sport. Regardless of how you play, it's a great sport. I took on ice hockey, to be honest with you, 18, 19, when I was able to pay for it myself. Because mom wasn't really, she was pretty much doing everything by herself. So, yeah. you know, $800, $900 for ice hockey time, whatever it was at the time. Nah, she said, roller hockey, $35, YMCA, play in some schoolyards in Queens. It was called the Rockies. We had, we had, it's actually, it was almost like a community culture, the hockey team. So if you ask TJ about the hockey, ask him about the Rockies. The oh, Rock I'm going to ask Rockies, him. All right? <laughs> so let me, let me share this to, to different people on Facebook real quick. So I don't want to look, look yeah, down yeah. at it. Go but it. thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I'm up to the ninth show. I don't know where exactly they're up to so far. I watched this to nine, episode nine. And this, yeah. and this is like no other episode, no season ever in Wicked Tuna. 
this is this is quite a change yes us three boats coming in yep uh we're just trying to take the crown from these guys so and i think we're doing a damn good job with that you know we're uh we're competing really well so uh hopefully it all turns out well now nah, you guys are doing a great job let's get into it people who don't haven't watched season nine the new wicked tuna your three new boats are in a bunch of old guys they're still around three new boats the OGs, the, the guys who've been there for a while, mm-hmm. nicknamed you guys the tourists. Yes. Right. I, I, we all understand you're the tourists to Wicked Tuna, <laughs> but not to, not to fishing. So you've been doing this a long time. Take us, before we get into the Wicked Tuna days, take us, where'd you find the passion for fishing? Where did this become a career for, for you, Bob? Yeah, yeah. So for me, and, and actually, I just also wanted to kind of thank our first responders here and essential workers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, for me, uh, my fishing history started when I was fishing off a dock in Beverly Harbor, um, right above all the lobster boats. I was fishing for mackerel off the pier and, uh, I would look out and down at these boats leaving the Harbor, uh, all these lobster boats. And I said, I, I really want to work on one of those boats someday. And, my parents brought me down there at age nine, 10, because uh, I said I wanted to be a lobsterman, and they laughed at me. They said, there's no way you'll last. And uh, they brought me down there, and I jumped on. The guy, uh, his name is Lyle Smith. He's one of my best friends to this day. He comes up to the parking lot, and he asked them, hey, can I bring your son out fishing? And uh, they said, sure, if you can stand him all day, you, you take him out. You go ahead. He'll last about 10, 20 minutes out there, and you'll be turning around. So if, if you're cool with that, we're cool with it. But that's where it all started. That's where it all began. And uh, a couple years after that, my parents actually bought a boat. I mean, they had seven kids, one income. Uh, my dad didn't make a whole lot of money. He worked in a factory. He worked his butt off. Um I have no idea to this day how they afforded that boat, but we had it at Cape Ann Marina in Gloucester, and I used to watch these tuna fishermen come in and out, and again, I said, I want to be on one of those boats, and that that's kind of where it all started. My mother was the big fisherman on the boat. She taught me how to fish, and uh, you know that's, that's where all the rod and reel passion started. I, I worked on fishing boats prior, on lobster boats, but that wasn't rod and reel fishing. And uh, once I started doing that, there was no looking back. And I used to bring, see these lobster, uh, these tuna fishermen come in with their catch and just in awe. And the Japanese used to meet them there, right at Cape Ann Marina, and grade the fish right there. It was, it was amazing. They don't do that now. We have brokers. And uh, it was so much different back then. But that turned into striper fishing commercially, then working on offshore lobster boats and then about 15, 16 years ago now, that's when I first started commercial tuna fishing. And, yeah. And you were a captain 15 years ago. You started to be a captain on your own charters, right? And yes. That, and yep. that's, that's anybody who wants to know. It's fattunacharters.com. So if you want to that's check right. that out. Yeah. Right now, there's nothing going nowhere right oh, now. Oh, man. I've had so many cancellations uh, due to COVID. Uh, this is, you know, this is something that none of us are taking lightly. And that's a good thing. I think that it's encroaching on people financially in a way that, man, of course we didn't expect this, but to this degree, we also didn't expect it. This is insane. Um, I got a lot of friends who are out a whole lot of money, myself included. And I do think there will be a tuna fishery this summer. Um, 
I also think there will be a Japanese market. Domestically, I think we're going to be hurting uh, because we rely heavily on restaurants and high-end restaurants that serve sushi. Have no idea where that's going. And, uh, you know, I think there's what? There's like 20 states that are slowly opening. Uh, today is the deadline. They're going to slowly open tomorrow. Uh, we'll see how that all goes. I, I'm afraid of that. I mean, that's off the fishing topic before we get back to fishing. It's like, I don't even know, they feel like they're dragging into each other. It's almost like a twilight zone. I feel like it's, or, or, or um, Groundhog's Day, living over and oh, over and absolutely. over. Absolutely. I mean, but I could have it a lot worse. I really could have it oh, worse. Yeah. A lot of people out there that, I mean, TJ was on a couple weeks ago, and he mentioned, and I, I bring it up again, that people, it didn't touch him until he knew the people that were passing away from this, you know, COVID and this it's, it's it's absolutely disgusting, but uh, when you have people around you that are going through it and living in Queens, we're one of the highest ranked among, you know, the United States. So I don't know how I'm going to react when they say, okay, you can go, the doors open, and you can go into public. So locally, I live in Rockaway, and there was a gym there, a gym in Rockaway that had to close down because they uh, can't yeah. afford a ten thousand dollar plus rent, and they have no one coming in to the gym. So you have to shut the doors, and and luckily, luckily for them, they're not uh, just a gym. They have actually have a culture. It's Chrome. It's, a, it's actually a physical culture. They have the neighborhood already. So it, it's just a building, but they they'll get up and move somewhere else. But desperate, crazy times. Crazy. Times, it's man. crazy, and these uh, injections of of grants from the government. Uh, Sure, they're filling holes right now, um, and that's great. And and I'm happy to see a lot of friends of mine who actually qualified for them. But then there's a lot of us who just don't. I mean, honestly, I'll probably lose this summer, fat tuna uh, as a business around sixty to seventy grand. And I mean, how do you sustain that? How do you just say? you know, we got to keep this thing going. And really the only way to do that is to when they say we can fish, go fish and fish really, really, really hard to try to make money real quick. You know, I mean, you're lucky. You're lucky, Bob, that you are a part of something now that can help towards the, the future. I mean, it is something for you as being a captain of one of these boats of Wicked Tuna. There's definitely a, a positive benefit out of being seen on TV, but, but especially going out with the brokers. I mean, not the broker, chartering, chartering and stuff like that, right? So, no you, doubt. I think you guys will be fine, but the other ones who probably are not in the Wicked Tuna, it probably is killing them. Absolutely killing them. Very difficult. And my heart goes out to them. Um, and, and it actually takes, even though I'm on the show, it takes a couple of years to gain traction and, um, you know, have people kind of see you as not just a, a drop in the pan and, and uh, a one and done type of guy. I don't think that we're that type of boat. Um, we've proven ourselves. Um, and, and again, I can only speak for Fat Tuna, but I, I do think we'll be here for a while. I hope so. Um, and yeah, I feel, uh, yeah, I feel pretty blessed that, that we're able to be here, but, uh, it's going to take a while for the charters to start coming based on the show and based on that exposure. I think let's talk about, you got into season nine, you have applied a couple of times for wicked tuna, right? Cause I read it online. Yep. So I definitely looked it up. You applied a couple of times. Uh, getting never getting a letter or getting whatever how they approach you to be on the show, you finally get that. You let's go. You're on Wicked Tuna. Tell us about how that happened and how that 
Yeah, so we have, uh, geez, I think we were interviewed in season two, uh, if not three. Uh, we were also interviewed in season five. Um, and I, I kind of had uh, a trick up my sleeve for this one. And uh, I mean, we, we, we've been at the top of the fleet here for years, honestly. We've been at or near the top for three, four, five years. And you know, that doesn't go unnoticed. People talk. Um, and, and that's, that's, that's a great thing because they, they also hear all that too, all the, all the producers at Wicked Tuna. And anyways, this time when they came on the boat to interview us, um, they asked how many fish have you caught in the last few years? And I told him and he kind of looked at me and went, that's a fish story, man. There's just no way. And, you know, I, I, I kind of expected that, but spur of the moment, um, and I say I had a trick up my sleeve. I didn't think I was really going to do it, but I did it. I said, you know, I can prove this. And so I, I cold called my buyer. And it's a buyer that everybody sees on the show, Compass, uh, PJ. Um, he's the one who says, hey, how's it going there, Bob? And we make fun of him all the time for that. But uh, anyways, I, I, I called him. And I put him on speaker while I was on film uh, during the interview process. And I asked him and I honestly didn't know the answer, but I knew we were at or near the top, but I didn't know if we were at the top. But I asked him, I said, look, over the past four years, uh, who sold you the most fish in the fleet? What boat? And uh, I tell you, there was a pregnant pause there. So I went, oh, God, what have I done? Because I didn't know if I was one, two, three, four, five, six. And he said, you know, Bob, I think... Uh, I think that's you guys. I think that was fat tuna. Let me, let me look, let me look. And he just, he went into his phone and he looked, he said, yep, yep. You were two ahead of another boat. I said, excellent. There you go, guys. And, uh, the cameraman shut his camera off and, and he, and he, and he goes, dude, that was awesome. Nobody's ever done that before and good for you. So, you know, they don't just have anybody on the show. You have to produce, you have to be, and we are so competitive out there. They knew that. We always want to be at the top. And uh, I think that kind of shows. We get so pissed off when we lose fish and things like that. But, you know, that's good. That's, that's, uh, and that's why, you know, we felt really comfortable with the cameras on board because we got blinders on out there. We're just going fishing. And it doesn't matter that this camera's on board because we just, we have a task and we just go out there and we do it. So, just handle yeah. some business, like just as business as normal, man. Go out there. Yeah, but when, exactly. when, when the cameras do come out, right? They come out with the first time. It must be nerve wracking. Did you have that like locker room speech with your crew? I mean, you know, like let's get this. We're gonna be it's game time. You know, let's do it. Anything it's like that? So, it's so funny because Johnny Ice, who's uh, my first mate, and then Manny as well, who's who's my second mate on board. They're two of the best in the biz. I do, but I do like your crew. Let's before we yeah. start season yeah. one, two, three. I I never cut people off, but season one, two, three. No problem. I was I not your fan. I didn't like yeah. you guys. You mean episode one, two, three? That's yes. what I mean. Yes. Yeah, episode yeah, yeah. one, two, three. I was not a fan. <laughs> Nobody of you guys. was. I was Nobody like, was. These guys, who the? But anyway, yeah. get into your crew. Yeah, yeah, yes, your crew is awesome. I do love them, and I can tell you guys work together because you can see it. You can see it naturally. You look at uh, .com. Them guys are like uh, machines. They're you know catching fish and wilding around, lifting anchors. They are. Yeah. You can tell they're real deal. Uh, That's T right. TJ, yeah. TJ, throwing a pole in and and going after sacrifice, and he went for it, and that and and it worked. <laughs> God, and I didn't have. 
the best up thing is that he was on and I didn't see that episode. So I felt like a dingbat that I didn't even ask him that question. Uh, <laughs> no worries. I mean, we, we don't expect you guys to be all caught up. So, um, yeah, just one sec. All right. So go back to when I, mm. I won't cut you off. No, more. go back to your crew going out for the first time. Yeah. So I think you asked the question, did we have, you know, a rah-rah, go get him speech, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the cameras are about to go on and stuff like that. If I ever tried to do that with my crew and Johnny Ice especially, they would look at me and laugh. They would probably puke, actually. They'd be like, will you stop? Let's just go fishing. So, And that's why we work so well together. There's no – look, there's only one captain on board, um, and that's me. But having said that, we are all captains. We're all licensed captains, 100-ton captains, Manny, myself, and John. And I rely on them heavily for everything. So for me to get up there and kind of puff my chest up and go, yeah, let's go, boys. You know, it's just it wouldn't happen. So, yeah, that's not you guys. So you go out in the first time and I seen episode one, season nine. We get it right now. Um, you guys started off on fire, man. You guys yeah. took to the top of the board really, really quick in a season that was Unlike any other Wicked Tuna season, it was mm-hmm. insane. And you're talking about the market. When you guys first came in, right, it was like, you know, $17, $20. I even seen a couple. I was $14. Then you started seeing 6 7 $8 a pound. I know. I know. It's depressing. It really is. It was uh, and there comes a point where, honestly, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense to kill these beautiful creatures. I mean, we have worked so hard to build this fishery back up again from where it was. I mean, there was a time when they were talking about endangering bluefin tuna. No way. This fishery came back with a vengeance. It's better than it's been in my 15 years. And guys I've talked to uh, for years before that say it's, it's better than it's been for 30 years. And, you know, that means a whole lot of things. I mean, it's, it's a great thing for our charter business. It's, 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 not so good for the commercial uh, tuna fishery because way too much supply, not enough demand. And, and why kill these things? Why are we going to ruin the sustainability that we just created over years? Just for what? You know, it's just it's not worth it. So we we have to get together as fishermen and as buyers and just kind of make our own rules at that point and do the thing morally fish for tuna and and, you know, be responsible with this fishery and we did that and i was proud of those buyers i was absolutely it was definitely a shocker as a viewer to see that because for for years and years you saw the prices but the rebound of the species and that's you're you're about fishing and you're about the species you guys are the best you're tagged the fish you guys will uh throw back never take the over quota never you guys one thing the the rules are your bible when you guys go out yes so I, i i respect every one of you guys even not just wicked tuna fishermen, but the, the, the fishermen that go out there and do it for a living. And I agree. I'll give you a heads up. Well, we do. We do go out there and fish for a living. But yes, yes. I totally get your point. And, and, you know, back to tagging, we do that a ton on charters, a ton. And we love doing it. Um, it's great. And that's for the science of it and the research of it. And again, sustainability. You'll hear me say that word a million times, and I apologize. But did you catch Marciano uh, tagging them? 
I felt bad because I'm like, this guy's catching him now. Like now you're tagging him, you're catching him. <laughs> I, felt, I love, I love, you know, come on. Who doesn't love Dave, man? He's, uh, he's not, awesome. My last yeah. name is Grotano. I mean, anything, yeah, yeah. A-N-O, Mar- Rocky Marciano. Like, I, yes. are you kidding me? Yeah. This is my, where I grew up. So I'm hopefully going to have him on next week. So that's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm yeah, open to awesome. for next week. So that's going to be excellent show. Uh, he tagged him, yes. Even I saw uh, Marissa call up one and get yes. information back. So that's pretty cool, too, man. To find out where this fish has traveled through the years is pretty cool. I always, that's uh, Yeah, that's I always, Molly, Molly Lutkovich is that scientist's name. And she is the foremost scientist in this field. She's incredible at what she does. She, yeah. She's been on your boats too, out with you also? Or? Molly has not, but we've definitely had, uh, I've had five or six conversations with her about tags that she's received from my fish. So that we tagged. So that's always nice to hear where they've been in the world. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. Where has one been tagged the farthest distance or the weirdest fish that you got back tagged? What do you, which? Uh, yeah, so two uh, off of Italy. Um, let me see. Um, what the heck is the other one? One was off of Louisiana. Um, one off of Florida. Uh, really, the weirdest one? Well, yeah. Italy is kind of out there, right? I mean, these fish are, are monsters, man. You guys make catching these fish look easy. I'll be honest oh, with yeah. you. I'm watching on TV, and I'm and right now, as we speak, my kids are watching, uh, I think, season six. Right <laughs> SpongeBob? No, they're, <laughs> no, 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 actually, no actually, they're watching oh, season six. How old are six. they? Wow. I have a 20-year-old, 19-year-old, 18-year-old, oh, no, okay. and 11-year-old, but I watch yeah. the SpongeBob. Nice. I forget them. I love cartoons, man. I, I, I'm like, I watch like, and this is off the beaten path, but I watch like uh, the Avengers stuff. I, I I love that stuff, the MCU movies, and I'm like a little kid. I go back t- to watching like uh, a, a Spider-Man cartoon, and I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, do I watch this? Like, I'm watching this now, Spider-Man. <laughs> but I, I'm you know a kid what? at heart. All, all the talk about Italy made me think Italy. Those fish were off of Spain. I'm sorry. Those two fish were off of Spain. Uh, so I'm correcting myself. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. But, but even so. But even I'll so. just talk about you Italians. <laughs> it's got Italy on my mind. It's crazy because I had Tyler and, and Rissa on, and, it, and we, somehow we are talking about um, fish, eating fish and tuna. And I never ate. The only thing I ever ate was tuna out of a can. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I grew up. My mom was – well, she passed away in 2016 now. Wow, God bless oh, her. I'm sorry, man. Uh, yes. I miss her every day. But, uh, I bet. Uh, but she didn't cook anything out of the box. She was like that plain person. No mayonnaise, no seasoning, no nothing. My mom was – Good. She, but she ate only a couple of things. So <laughs> I didn't grow up eating like fish and all this different types of stuff from – so yeah. I got to get this mouth tasting some tuna and stuff like that. But uh, I see – and I'm, I go crazy because sometimes I have like this, ter- this Tourette's – not Tourette's, but I'm sorry. But I can spit out stupid stuff. I got, <laughs> I got, good, I got a good luck charm. I see that people use pineapples. I see cracking. Mm-hmm. And I got something for you I'm going to send to you after this all runs out. So maybe you can carry it with you. It's a, a horseshoe. Right, you could plug that up. Somewhere. That's awesome. Okay, that so is I, awesome. This, this came Thank from you this, very much. this came from Kentucky Derby. Get uh, out of here. Yeah, one of the horses ran, but he didn't run in a race with it. But this was actually one of his. So I'll You're send gonna it send it. I'll send it to you. Thank you for Bob. good luck. Because really I want to cool. see you catch fish, more and more fish, and and, and <laughs> so it's good to have that on there. You know what I mean? So. I really appreciate nah, you that. Thank you. I, I appreciate you coming, and taking the time, and speaking to me today. This is. Oh, I'm enjoying cool. myself. This is yeah, cool this stuff. is. This, this is, is cool. 
Just a regular conversation. I'm not out there, you know, nothing crazy. Season, this season, you come on, you hit the board, and you I, guys were at the top of the board for a couple of weeks. A couple times, yeah, yeah. Now, only six, some fish. What are the rules of catching fish, a tuna is like that? Is there only bluefin tuna, actually? Is there one a day or one a week? How does that work? Because I see you guys go and come. So it's one a trip. It's one a trip. So we leave the dock. And it could take us sometimes five days to catch one fish. So we leave the dock and we return to the dock with that one fish. And however long it takes us, we can still only do one each trip. And But those rules change. Uh, almost every year uh, on June 1st, it opens with multiple fish. So last year was three. Then they dropped it to two a day. And then because there was so many fish, so much supply, they dropped it to one a day, again, for sustainability and to protect that quota. You do not want a bunch because the fish at the beginning of the year are pretty poor quality. Um, so they do that to protect the quota and to give us a bit more longevity for these fish to fatten up during the course of the season. Why are they poor quality towards the beginning of the season? Why is that? They raced up here from other waters and they it, it they burn off all the fat that they actually put on their body in those other areas, feeding on bait to come up and feed on bait up here. And they live up here for, you know, and they and they hang around up here for six, seven months and they get fat and over months, over time, they get fat. And every once in a while in June, you'll get a diamond, a really nice high quality one. Um, that's the exception to the rule that, you know, most of them are pretty skinny. And I actually have uh, a harpoon boat as well um, that I own with a very good buddy of mine. And I've got a captain that runs that. And June, July, and part of August, he harpoons. And that's another business I run. And those, a lot of times, are pretty poor quality fish, but the harpoon category has their own set of quota. So we work off of that quota, and then they go into the general category, which has its own set of quota. So then we run real fish on that quota, on the fat tuna. Okay, so you guys are harpooning. Now you're talking to a guy who's a novice fisherman, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. a couple porgy hooks, little porgy hooks by the <laughs> by the bridge, you know? That's the fun some, stuff. Yeah, That's good. Whatever you want. Sometimes I, I wish I was there instead, trust me. Now, harpooning, harpooning the <laughs> fish, these are all surface. They're all actually surface. You, you, you could actually harpoon. No yep. no reel. You, you just got to harpoon, straight up harpoon. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's tricky. Wow. It's a tricky game. So so what we do is... Now, hold on, I got it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> on the lawn right there and, and I think that's a blower but um, anyways uh, yeah so harpooning what, what these tuna do is they come in to places like Stellwagen Bank and they feed until they can't put another fish in them. Are you hearing this? Yes I hear you. Yeah, just, just go. Just keep on going. All right, okay. well, Who cares? They'll get out of here in two seconds I think. Uh, but uh, Hey buddy! buddy hey, boom, 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 boom. Kick the door. <laughs> I'll do it New York way. Get out of here. Calm. I'm, I'm fixing my car in here. Calm. Yeah, whatever you guys say. But. So, uh, so what happens is is these tuna come in and they feed on places like Stellwagen they, until they can't eat another fish. And then they'll take off east. And what they do is they come up to the surface in bunches. And uh, that's how they digest their food. Okay. The sun gets on them and they digest and they just sail on the surface. And when we see that, we come upon them 
we're in a tower and we get a big pulpit, 25 foot pulpit that's over, mm. over them and we creep up on them and we have a harpooner out on the pulpit and we're, he's kind of speaking to us and we're kind of, we want to keep the boat in here because you don't want to spook those fish, but he's harpooning that fish and then we're zapping them. So they die right away. And uh, that also preserves the meat and it makes it so that the quality doesn't, the meat doesn't burn. But yeah, so it's a completely different fishery than rod and reel. Oh, you got to videotape that somehow, man. Okay. I, I definitely like to see that. I'm sure if I YouTube that you probably could find it, but I would definitely love to see that, man. That's interesting. Well, I forget what season they did it, uh, four or five or something like that, but they, they did it on Wicked Tuna. It must have been a season I skipped, man. I, I went from, like, one to two to five to seven, and then I was <laughs> jumping around season nine to catch up. Uh, mm -hmm. It's hard. It, I mean, I watched probably about, I don't know, four hours in a row, one, one straight Wicked Tuna that I saved. So I, I got to watch it because I'd be able to save it and catch up commercials. You skip through commercials and stuff like that. But now I know you not your season, but other seasons are on uh, Disney+. Plus. Yes. So that, yep. Now – the fishing done, it, this is done last summer. We, it just actually took place last summer, right? Yes. Yeah, so July, August, and a little bit of September we fished. Yeah, and all the other kind of production work was after that. And by that, I mean, you know, aerial shoots, helicopters, boat-to-boat -boat stuff, uh, uh, sit-down interviews and things like that to talk about episodes and things. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, um, but I had a ball doing it. We really did, me and my crew. All right, let's get into the tourist stuff now. The people out there that are like, this guy's a tourist. I don't, well, fun stuff. I don't yeah. like this guy. I don't don't because you don't know Bob. That's why get to know the guy, man. Get to know somebody before you start throwing out craziness, man. Absolutely crazy. Okay, you may not like his style of fishing. You may not like, but he's out there making a living just like anybody else. Keep the the haters out there are unbelievable, and it comes from everywhere. But the show sets up to hate you guys. I'm sorry. It just, Absolutely. It, it just yeah. does. It just does. Yeah. You guys come in, strolling off the street like you guys never, ever even hooked uh, whatever you call that fish you guys use. Uh, you guys up and down all the time. What, what kind of fish yeah, are you we're, we're jigging for bait, yeah. And, and it could be mackerel. It could be herring. It could be whiting. It could be squid, yeah. I think, uh, I think that's pretty much the only thing I would probably be able to do that. You guys make no, it look no. so much. You guys make it look so much easier pulling the cords. <laughs> I've, been, I've been home lifting weights, so hopefully <laughs> I can maybe catch one of them uh, big fat tunas, man. Don't sell yourself short. I know you could reel one in. Okay. Let's Just a little bit of guidance. We, you should see some of the charters we have on board, and you look at these guys. You say, "There's no way this guy's going to be able to reel this in." And you know, nine times out of ten, they're a badass on the rod. It's it's great. It's great to see. So That's don't sell bad. yourself short. You'll no. be able. to. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. People say that. Buck, stop doing that. You always do that. You talk on the shows and you sell yourself. Man, fake it till you make it, man, right? Yeah. Pretty much, right? <laughs> I'd be out there, okay, yeah, take my jacket off and stuff like that. Like I said previously, you could look at the different um, crews and you could tell who's who. I mean, you could tell. Yes. I mean, I watched this season. I actually, Dave from .com, he became human in a way to me. Losing his father, you know, that that was like, wow. Yeah. And then I saw Paul, and I lost my mom in 2016 from mm -hmm. cancer and going through that craziness. And I fell for them guys, man. That's the only time I really wanted them to bang a fish. And I, yeah. and I rooted for them, you know what I mean? I was usually the underdog. I'm, TJ's my guy, obviously. But now, kind of leaning towards other people, but he's one yeah. of my favorites. He'll always be my favorite. 
But this season, they lined you guys up almost against each other. They had Wasabi, Hot Tuna, right? That's what it was. You, yes. Pinwheel, it seemed like. Uh, Meet.com. Oh, dot com, com. Was, dot com. Sorry. Yeah, it was me against dot com. But, yeah, but Pinwheel had something where he came across you guys and lifted up a six hundred pound fish. Oh yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What was that like? I, you know, it sucked. Of course, I mean, you want that to always be you, and uh, you know, Tyler has a knack for getting under people's skin, and that's a lot of times. Uh, and and the online hate is unbelievable. It's, it's truly unbelievable that nobody can coach you up for, for that type of, of treatment. Um, and they tried. They, they said it's probably coming. I don't think they realize to the extent it's going to come. And uh, I actually, uh, the loyalty of the fans to the OGs, that's pretty cool. I really like that. Um, I don't like being called all the names I am being called. Um I, you know, but these guys, you know, a lot of times you just you look at the hate and you say, well, you don't know me. You you have no idea. Screw you. You know, you want to say that. But then you remember these people have been watching the show for years. And so the OGs, uh, they've been here since the beginning. They built this show up to where it is today. And the ratings are gigantic. It's 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 a very popular show and it will be for years to come. Um so I got to respect their love for the OGs. Uh, but I also got to, you know, I feel like going on there and saying, listen, if we weren't on the show, we'd be in those same waters fishing like we always have commercially. So Taurus, newbies, that's specific to the competition, yeah. not to us in the fishery. Just always remember that, folks, please, you know, and uh, but keep the passion up. I love that. You know, it's it's us against them and. But, but really, I mean, dot coms won what five out of eight seasons. Always, you know. Always yeah. So, so you know, why, why on earth would we come into a competition and not want to take down the top dog? So when I when I when I watch the show back and I'm seeing it for the first time, just like you guys oh, are, we all, oh, yeah. we all are. Okay, okay. We know nothing. I'm telling you right now, we know nothing, and people have such a hard time believing that. But when I watch it and, and I see us and we say, we want to beat.com, we want to take down.com, the fans go nuts. Listen to that guy. He, who is he? he? He has no idea what he's doing out there. It's like I just jumped in a boat and I started it for the first time and I'm going out fishing for the first time. It's it's unreal, you know, and, and, and really all it is is, is – Listen, we're just competing, folks. So enjoy yourselves. You, you got know. you got to look at it as a competition because it is a yeah. competition. So oh, have, and have fun with it. You're going out yeah. trying to catch these fish anyway. It doesn't matter. Like you said, if you didn't get t- booked for the season whatever nine, you would have been yep. out there right next to them. That's exactly right. How many boats are out there now? Say fifteen. Mm. Years, say fifteen years ago when you first started to to today. Do you think that uh, a show like Wicked Tuna influenced people to go out? and just take up, you know, fishing uh, for tuna? I do. I think that there's a small part. Maybe, maybe not now, yeah. but in years to come, it will take effect. I'm sure there's like kids 11, 12 years old watching this show saying, I want to do this, and they live down the block from you. You know what I mean? There's that's, no that's doubt. What I, that's what I meant to say. No, no, I, I and I totally agree. Um, and, yeah, you know, we in the fleet have looked at the show like, oh, my God, that's going to create fishermen. I don't 
I don't see that to be 100% the case. Mostly it's because the fishing has been so good. And everybody comes back on land after catching a tuna, word spreads. Um, and it, to me, it creates a heck of a lot more fishermen than a show would. I mean, it's I mean, I, good luck to them. If they want to start this and they think that they can do this commercially and make a living, good luck to you. Because it's extremely hard to make a living at doing this now. I, it was a whole lot easier five years ago. I could make a whole lot more money. And the expenses are out of control. They really are. I hear you guys talking about that because... First of all, somebody Jimmy's Christmas trees brought up something about uh some googans. What what is, what is that? What is a googans? What, what are they? I, I, tell me on. It's so funny because and, and again, like me, you're talking about me probably, right? If I came well, out there on a rowboat. Yes. Yeah, okay. you would be the definition of googan at that point. But really, it's it's somebody and 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 again, I'll, I'll we look back at the fans who kind of look at us and for them to call us googans. It's like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be damn good to even be invited into this competition. So um, a Guggen is is somebody that is going to follow you around out there, um, who's going to basically anchor on top of you, uh, who knows nothing, um, who's going to will look at you through the binoculars to see how far down you're putting your bait, uh, just things like that. And uh, it, it's frustrating. There's a few of them out there, but... Having said that, we all started there. Yeah, yeah. We didn't come out of our mom's womb yeah, yeah. as an awesome tuna fisherman. We all started out as Googans. So I have patience for these people, and uh, but only so much patience but for no, these No, I see throughout yeah. the show that you are very – it takes a lot to get under your skin, it seems like. Yeah. Even real life, social media, you don't – say nothing back i actually click like on some of them and i'm like this guy likes what they just said i'm like come on yeah. man they're like i hate this you know and they're calling you curse words and and yeah. i'm like dude man come on yeah. there's, it, there's gotta be something out there like in your life trust that... me it, it's crazy you wake up in the morning after having a great day having a great night's sleep you wake up in the morning you see a bunch of notifications on social media whether it be instagram or facebook or twitter you go on there, do to do morning coffee. You see all the hate that's spewed your way, and it's just like, am I really going to let this ruin my day? I, I can't because these people are are passionate about this show, and I, you got to love that. Okay. I love it. I got, I, actually, I got somebody I from the the hot tuner that just commented, right? No way. Uh, TJ's brother, right here. Oh, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. He wants to know if. Um, is um, Little Italy pizza better than New York City pizza? And I, you know that you guys are out your minds. I saw somebody comment. I, I, it must be because you like to cook, right? I know that that's one passion. No, I right? want a pizzeria. Get out of here. I want a pizzeria, oh, yeah. I wow. Pizzeria, that's, that's my land job. And Fat Tuna and the Harpoon Boat, that's my sea job. Oh, so I didn't know that. Damn. Yeah, when I, go, when I go offshore, I have people run it. And uh, tell Bobby our pizza's... Perhaps not better than New York it's pizza. It's the water. It's the water. Yeah, it's the water. <laughs> That's right. No, uh, yeah, no, I own that with a very good friend of mine. Um, okay. I've had, I, I used tuna money to buy the pizzeria. Um, and, uh, you know, I was actually working in a factory at the time, too. So it was uh, a little combination of both tuna money, factory money. And that allowed me to kind of step 
away from the factory, the, the fishing and the, yeah. the pizzeria. But you know, uh, I got to explain yeah. how you, what you got your investments, man. You got a pizzeria, man. That's yeah. it. That's that's why yes. I don't, don't, doesn't matter to me, man. You know what I mean? Uh, that's pretty cool. Now, I want to ask, uh, what, what, what was TJ's number? Because I know he's listening now. What was his, What were your Rockies numbers? I got Mike. I, I never call him Bob. I never called him that. I, it was Mike to me. So Mike and TJ, what were your Rockies numbers? I want to ask, your jersey numbers, if you guys could post that up, man. I would love to see that. Because I, I think it was 88. If I don't remember, one of you guys had number 88. And that was like Lynch Ross at the time. And I was like, all right. Sometimes you're like, I didn't like Lindros because he was part of the Flyers. I'm a Ranger fan. So that didn't really melt until Lindros came to the Rangers. And it's like, wow, this guy really stinks. <laughs> That's Pasternak's number, too. David Pasternak for the Bruins. Uh-huh. So it's a good number. Uh, only one I know from Come the Bruins. the Bruins. <laughs> only one I know from the Bruins is the McCoy kid, right? McC- not McCoy. What's his name? McCoy, right? Oh, okay. God, I cannot. It's, it's, I can't believe I can't he's remember from, his. He's from Long Beach. Oh, it's a defenseman. He's awesome. I cannot believe I'm McElroy, drawing a blank. McElroy, McElroy. McElroy, McElroy. 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 Yes. I'm sorry. No, it's McElroy. not McElroy. McElroy? Oh, God, no, that's the golfer, Rory. Um, <laughs> God, it's killing me. We we bring the uh, uh, one of the equipment managers for the Bruins yeah, fishing. McElroy. Yeah, McElroy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's McElroy. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. His, you, know, you know what it is? Because I know his uncles and his father they did a lot of plumbing and i worked in a plumbing supply for many years off the record i shouldn't say that out there but actually so i know the family from plumbing so pretty yeah. pretty cool family man pretty cool family now you know me i gotta look this up mcelroy bruins it is mcelroy i'm so sorry what, what was his first name what was his, what's his what is his first name uh i'm terrible because i'm so far I'm from sports. charlie mcelroy mcelroy okay. yeah mcelroy so, yeah, he, I was saying we take the, the Bruins, uh, one of his equipment managers, he's going to kill me for forgetting that name. So, sorry, Maddie. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, you have a, you have a pizzeria. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. I, did, I had no clue. No clue at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard people talk about on Facebook saying it's something about cooking. I thought that you were really into cooking. I'm like, ah, this guy's pretty cool. Pizza. It's just my last name. I can't cook a lick. Oh. I can't cook anything. And then some, somebody <laughs> from, I think it was like – Buffalo was like, we got great pizza. And I'm like, dude, come on. You haven't been to Queens, man. You, uh, uh, Buffalo pizza. Buffalo wings? Yeah, I'll give you that one, maybe, because <laughs> it's named after you. That's, that's pretty yeah. much it. Actually, I went to Philadelphia to get a cheesesteak, and it was like the raw cheesesteak. You like uh, Geno's or Pat's. And honestly, I thought they were okay. Like, I didn't yeah. – I wasn't like, oh, this is the best thing I've ate in my life. Rocky actually beat Aquile Creed after eating one of them, or he, or he didn't beat <laughs> Didn't work for me. But didn't work. For you me. didn't like it, huh? No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. Now, yeah. I seen an ep- in one of the episodes your your mate deck mate uh, Manny, right? I'm I'm pretty bad with names. Something jumps out of the water, and he yeah. and he must have went in his pants because <laughs> that was an amazing. Like, how many times does that happen? I seen fish jump in the background, uh, you know, in the back. See the tunas jump out and stuff like that. But that was right on the right on the back of the boat, and it just jumped out and and man he jumped laughed about it but that was pretty funny man oh we're giving him crap to this day about that he'll never live that down but uh i think i explained before manny is one of the toughest dudes i know um maybe a little bit small in stature but man oh man he's got a humongous heart and fighting him like you would never believe but uh we've caught 
threshers before and they've and makos and they've jumped way behind the boat that one pretty much hit the back of the boat and we were not expecting it. we were we were marking tuna at the time and there was three on the screen and uh that thresher must have been in the mix he grabbed the bait probably down 100 feet or whatever he brought it to the surface chased it to the surface and jumped out of the water probably eight feet away from Manny. So that scared the crap out of him. I mean, any one of us would have been scared. He, but, tried, he tried to play it off yeah. a little bit. He did. He tried to play it off. You know how when you're running, oh, yeah. when you're running or you're walking and you trip, <laughs> you trip, but you, start, oh, yeah. but you start to run after you trip? <laughs> I, I didn't do that on purpose. Yeah. That was pretty I, cool. That, that was pretty that, cool. Yeah. But the, now, oh, yeah. what kind of, that, that shark now, that the teeth on, I, see, I don't know about any kind of sharks. I know it has the long tail and you were like, watch out for the tail. Yes. Yeah. That thing will whip you. I mean, it did in one of the episodes. It yeah. whipped Marciano way back when. Yeah. But uh, that thing is, it, they're dangerous. You know, the most dangerous thing when it's at the boat like that is not their teeth. We're nowhere near their teeth. Uh, if you go near their teeth, you're just dumb. Don't do that. But uh, that tail will come up and it'll whip you right in the face if you're not careful. Do you, so. do you just cut the wire on something like that? The, the, do you just cut it? Oh, you take line, or you take yes. the hooker or you take the hook off on that, or you just cut it and let it go. He wears jewelry for the rest of his life. Like a Th there's no way that we're gonna get that hook out. Okay. So we reach down as close as we can safely and just cut the mono. We cut the leader. And uh, as far as wearing jewelry for the rest of his life, that thing will rust out in probably a week. Oh, you know, so oh, okay. yeah, it's like there's nothing there on those things. They, they you know, tuna are the same. Um they're just good. We've caught tuna with three hooks in their mouths still. So it doesn't affect their feet, their, their, their feeding patterns, the way they eat, nothing. Um, so same thing with sharks. It's just going to sit there, Not you know, and it's going to decay. Yeah. So no, no, I had no clue that I thought they'd stay in forever. I, I had no clue they rushed away and stuff like that. That's probably, oh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Now what's, what's the biggest fish you guys caught now? Uh, uh, in the 15 years, I've seen big, big, 112, 13 inches, whatever it is, 112 inches. What's the biggest fish you ever brought on board? Yeah, so the biggest one that we've ever caught on, uh, well, in my career, um, uh, 920 pounds. I've never hit that 1,000-pound mark. Uh, I hate that. Uh, I know I've lost them bigger than that. And shit, we, we, we fought one for over five hours. And I know that one, and it's always the one you lost, right? Oh, that one was big. But it was. Uh, just trust me, that one was laid out on, along the transom. And my transom is close to 11 feet wide. This thing was pretty much the whole length of that, if not even longer. And uh, it was a missed harpoon shot. And that one was gone. So... I will remember that one till the day I die. But yeah, the biggest one to date, nine hundred twenty pounds. Nine hundred twenty pounds. Damn. Yeah. Did they did they bring it to the thing, cut it for you, and lay it out, and with the core? Did it have a lot of fat? What did that turn no. out? No price on them. The bigger oh, the, the bigger they get, I was would assume the worse the 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 meat meat on board, meat on deck would be, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you want one that that. Uh, the 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 one the, the range that you want to be in is 350 to around 420 pounds. Those are the ones that generally you get the best price for, and you want it to be nice and wide, obviously nice and round. But uh, that's the range that the buyers like, you know, mid threes. 
Um, when they get one that's, you know, 700 pounds, which that one was dressed, uh, 712 pounds dressed. Um, and he was skinny too. I mean, for a 120 inch fish, for that to not be a thousand pounder, that's a skinny scale. God, there's a fox right in my backyard, just running right through right now. But <laughs> sorry, my ADD kicked in. We got we got pit bulls. No, that's just cool. We got pit bulls running through Queens. We, we don't have no foxes. <laughs> <laughs> no foxes. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's but uh, yeah, that one was skinny, and he was what we call a rubber boot. Um, so you could have bounced that right off the floor and it would have hit the ceiling. So that was not a good fish. And it breaks your heart. You know, it breaks your heart. You killed that thing for almost nothing. And the weight makes up for the quality. Yeah, yeah. So say you get five bucks a pound. Well, that thing was also over 700 pounds. So now you get 3,500 bucks instead of, you know, a 200 pounder that you get five bucks for is a thousand bucks. So, I mean, yeah. that this season, you definitely seen that. Definitely seen that. When you guys got shut down, I don't know how long it was, 20-something, 48 hours, shut, whatever they had. And they came back, the fish, it was almost like the buyers had you guys buy the, you know, the things and uh, giving your prices $6, $7. And I was like, wow. Yes. Uh, yeah. Tyler Court, I think it was a 600-pounder. And, yes, and, and, and it was like, thank, <laughs> thank God, like you told, just, just as you said now, thank God it was the weight because he got nothing for it. You see his face, he was like, like, yeah, I couldn't even. You couldn't even like. Oof. It's tough when you get those low prices, and again, I keep and going you, and, back. And you only have one to take, so for you guys, it's, it's like. It's it's. Not I keep going back to it. It's like, what, why are we doing this? Let's again, let's get together and shut it down for a few days. Let the market calm down, and uh, and we did that, and uh, we're going to be doing that a lot, I think. And this is going to be a very weird season. This one. Again, because the domestic market is is going to be really, really difficult. Because um, this is the first time I saw them talk about the chain, the Japanese buyers, and I never really heard them talk about that. I guess you had to kind of explain why the situation was. And he brought that they, they're taking the, the good ones, I guess, right? The Japanese mm -hmm. always, always, yeah. always, and they pay the, the the top probably dollar for them as well too. And I never heard them speak about that as a buyer on the show before. Yeah. I mean, maybe they have, and, and I haven't seen that season or episode, but this was something yeah. different this year, man. Yeah, your buyers don't really want to send that market crappy fish. Um, you know, you really want to, if you have a relationship as a buyer with Japan in a way where they start seeing you send garbage fish, they're not going to want to buy any off you. It doesn't matter what you send them. That that's you know you kind of get uh, you get a reputation at that point, and they say, ah, geez, you know that's so and so's fish. I don't even want to look at it. So you got to keep the real high quality fish kind of going to that market. It is fishing. I know fishing is a skill. Don't get we all know that. But does it <laughs> does it come down to luck sometimes? Just being in the right spot. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, anybody who says that luck doesn't play into it, um, they're full of it. Uh, because honestly, we, this season, uh, we caught a lot of small fish and guys next to us, we'd catch a 200 pounder, they'd catch a 500 pounder. And it was just like, you gotta be kidding me, uh, you know? And it's not like they're doing anything different. That's just, yeah, yeah. so that is pure luck. 100% pure luck. Breaking a lot of uh, hooks, too, I've seen this season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what, what, know, what does it take to break a hook like that? What, what, kind, what size fish do you think it takes to break a hook like that? 
It all depends on where that fish is hooked, how much heat you get on the fish. Uh, a lot of times the breaking of the hooks happens when they're up and down and you get just have sheer force. They just turn on their sides and you're just bringing up a barn door at that point. Um, and so that pressure, you're basically pulling up and the pressure is downward and that hook a lot of times is going to bust like that. So, you know, uh, it doesn't happen often, but you know, we explain it this way that there's a million things that could go wrong when you're fighting a tuna. Uh, that's just one of them. All that's right. just one of the things. Jimmy, Jimmy's Christmas trees has another question. I'm going to throw them up there. He said, yeah. he said, ask him if pineapples bring them any luck. Pineapples. Brings a couple of guys luck, you know. Uh, not us. We don't put them on board. I'm gonna put that uh, nah, but Jimmy, horseshoe on board, though. Jimmy Christmas yeah. trees. He's gonna have one of these mm-hmm. for the next season. So <laughs> he'll he'll be uh, bringing up the biggest tunas you've seen and getting the twenty four dollars per pound price. Now what's the- that's right. I mean, Sam, Sammy, and Tyler. They they've they've had pineapples on board for forever. I mean, who did it first and all that stuff? I have no idea. I don't get into that. That's their argument. So uh, we stay out of that and we stay focused on fishing. So let's get back to the show. Now you're at the top of the leaderboard in the beginning, right? Now you start to fade away. You drop down a little bit to the middle of the pack, lower up. We expect to see you, you know, make a nice comeback in the next couple episodes. Can we expect I hope that? so. We, I mean, I hope so. Not without giving so. anything away. I know you don't really know, but I know you know what you caught, or if you didn't yeah. catch. But yeah, can we be excited? Stay tuned. That's all I can say. Stay tuned. Okay. It's uh, it is honestly competitive from beginning to end, and I don't think that these guys expected it. Um, these guys who've been in this competition, they knew what we were capable of. Again, we've been fishing here for years, but. There has been uh, first-year jitters on the show. Um, guys who are very good fishermen have gone on the, the show and, and faltered. So, um, and that's a lot of stuff. That's cameras on the boat. That's nerves. That's that's bad luck, like you said. But uh, we were competitive from beginning to end on Fat Tuna, and um, we're very proud of that. That's all you can ask for, right? Go that's out it. there and yeah. just do the best you can, and. You know, turn some, uh, you know, fat tuna fans. That's right. Right? That's cool. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. Like the T-shirt you have on right there, the nice T-shirt. So, of course, TJ's like, I'm going to send you a T-shirt. He said to me, I said, ah, come on. Did you get it? I I did not get it. Nope. Don't watch your breath. No. (laughs) (laughs) TJ will send it. That's right. Not TJ. It was Tyler, actually, but. I know I, I've never asked for anything for anybody. I don't want anything from anybody. I, just a conversation with you. Bob is pretty cool, man. That's I'm cool with that, man. Getting to know well, you guys. You, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of the show. I love it. You know, I can't get enough of Wicked Tuna, man. It's really cool. You know what I mean? The fans so, love it too. It's uh, like I said before, the ratings are awesome. And uh, we're very proud of that. That's uh, that's. You know, you get a little scared again, being a first year boat that you're going to bring the ratings down and people hate you, this, that, and the other thing that has not been the case. You know, people love the show and, uh, they're going to for years to come. Now, I like it too, man, but I just want to see you drive by, uh, Tyler and the pinwheel. I love them guys too, but just to lift up your own fish and show them a monster. Be like, <laughs> yeah, how about this boys? You owe them one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. I don't see, I honestly, I don't see you anytime throughout the show. I don't know how they played it out on the, the, the radio talking crap. I never, never heard that. I heard you should put it down and say, 
this is killing, it's killing me, man. Actually, it's getting under my skin. I, I can't, you know, I don't make that. But you guys, yeah. I see Facebook posts of you and your crew dancing to music. You're having a good time doing it. What else yeah. can you ask for, right? And we love it out there. We love it out there. We feel so lucky every day that we're able to go out there and do that. Um, but we're not out there to just have fun. Uh, if we don't produce, you know, that's when you get really, really salty. And, um, you know, again, uh, Tyler bringing that fish by, and we're all doing it. We're all trash talking out there. We're all trying to use whatever edge we can to get it to, to kind of change the tone and get in your head and, you know, perhaps make you make a mistake. And Tyler's really good at that. And geez, he's, he's gotten under everybody's skin and, but he's a damn good fisherman and uh, he uses all that to his advantage. That's man. It's a tool. We all have tools that we use and that's one of his greatest tools. And it's funny because I what and the only, the only thing that really, really, he's the perfect person to, to give that. I mean, just look at him. It's like, I love, yeah. I, I, I kind of like him. I didn't like him because I was TJ and them two were button heads a lot during the show. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? But, and then all of a sudden, Karma's an SOB. Who's dating your sister? And then the, 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 the funny thing is, I didn't know that they were that serious because I thought they maybe they hanging out or something like that. But on one of the episodes, he's on, he's like, he's sitting there, he's got that love. He's like, okay, honey. He called the honey, right? He did. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I love you. And I'm like, wow, they're like that. <laughs> which, which I love. No, no, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that, Bob. Yeah. Bob. I didn't know that. So I learned something through TV. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's cute, man. That's why when I was yeah. asking her questions about TJ, she didn't want to like, it was like a little bit weird. I got you. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> I do apologize. Last, yeah, thing, I, last thing before if, we wrap this up. If they're happy, I'm happy. I, I think yeah, it's great. it doesn't matter to you. Great. It doesn't yep. matter to you. I mean, as long as you make my pizza with the pepperoni. And <laughs> I like it. But how long, I want to give your crew a shout out. How long have you been together with your crew, your three, you, you and your two other guys? I have been with Manny for, for probably 13, 14 years. Actually, um, I don't know if you see it behind me here. Oh, yeah, you do. We caught that one in 2011 together. Okay. Uh, and he has a baby, right? A boy? Oh, a so baby boy? Right. He has a baby um, a girl. I'm not sure. What no, he's got a baby boy. boy okay. Yep, little Manny. That was and, cool. um, Yeah, yeah. But John has been with me, I think, five years now. And um, if I'm going to be honest, John improved our game in a big way. Um, we weren't always this calm on deck. Uh, John, uh, he's about the calmest guy you'll ever meet and he's so chill. And that's why we call him Johnny ice. Um, he's the type of guy when you, when he talks, you listen. And again, I bounce ideas off of these guys and I respect their opinion. And when Johnny has an opinion, a lot of times we'll go with that opinion because, Johnny is always kind of in his own head out there and, and just thinking about the next step. And, you know, that that's these guys are just excellent. They're a great, great crew. Johnny has twins, um, Jack and Harley. Yep. A boy and a girl. And, you know, beautiful, beautiful kids, beautiful wife, Nikki. And Manny has a beautiful wife, Charlotte. And they're just awesome. Just awesome family people. That's really uh, you know, a lot of times when something goes on in their family, we got to and they feel like they want to go home. There's not a question. We're going because uh, family is a heck of a lot more important than what we're doing out there. It's number, it's number one, regardless. man. That's one. Yeah, That's absolutely one. right. It's number one. And I see that. And I heard the joke about you having dogs. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I listen along. I listen along. They're like, oh, that's so cute. He has a sundown. Yeah. Da, da, da. He's like, hey, you have dogs. And you're like, ah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't yeah. know. My wife and I, uh, we've been together 20 years, Gwen, and she's, she's actually from Ireland. She has a, she has a brogue. And, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And she's, she's honestly, uh, she's my rock. She's, uh, okay. she's my world. And uh, I don't want to get too sappy here, but okay. she's, she's my best friend. And, and, yes, we do have two dogs. We got two French bulldogs and uh, Finn and Angus. And they're our babies, but uh, they're not kids, man. Those get, people with kids work a whole lot than uh, – Stop. You don't have to yeah. say that. You don't have to be old. Well, you know, it, it actually it makes me annoyed when people say they're just like kids. No, no they're not. No, no, no. It's like kids. Some so. people choose whatever. That's your own business, man. I don't even want to get there. But anyway, I appreciate it. Are you doing anything Sunday? Are you going out Sunday somewhere? Like, because I see uh, a buddy over here, Justin, saying, "Are you coming out Sunday?" Sunday, Sunday, Justin. Are you coming out Sunday? I have. Uh, no idea no, what no, that okay, is. Okay, okay. Right. Is it just from Florida? I don't know where he's from. Let me click on it real quick. Curboy or something like that. I'm sorry, pronouncing it wrong. Where did he say you come on Sunday? Yeah, what I, do I, I, I don't know where you're going Sunday. Hard, hard I mean, dock. Hard, hard dock. Where's a hard dock? What's that? What's what is that? Real time. Real time. Hard dock. I, real time. I don't know what that means. All right. I don't know. I apologize. I apologize. His, his, name, his name is Justin C U R B O Y. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I I, I, I don't want to I I will butcher his name and stuff like that. So, Justin Kerboy. Yeah, I I uh, I definitely know him. I I just don't know. Him. My god, nobody can go anywhere now. So what would I be doing Sunday besides watching the show, you know? Cool. Cool. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So much for joining. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank too, you everybody man. out there for tuning in. Wicked Tuners is Sunday, 9 p.m., right? Eastern yes. time. Nat Geo, National Geographic Channel. I was dumb bat where I told somebody I was like, uh, I, I don't know what I said to somebody else. Discovery Channel. And they're like, yo, you're an idiot. It's not Discovery. It's Nat Geo. <laughs> Everybody makes that mistake. No worries. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much, uh, Captain of the Fat Tuna. That's right. I got it That's right. right, baby. Okay. <laughs> so you can check out, go to fattunacharters.com. Check out any kind of information on Captain Bob Cook. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Uh, H-A-D-D-O-C-K. Hard dock. What, 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 what is that? Hard dock? What does that mean? Haddock. Haddock. It's a ground fish. I got yep. to get back to my uh, hooked on phonics, so I'm sorry. Guys. <laughs> it's haddock. We're, we're missing out on a what, lot what, of haddock. What, what, what is a haddock? What, what is a haddock? So it's a ground fish. It's much like a cod. Uh, you know, another ground fish is a flounder. Yeah, so I'm Atlantic clueless. cod. I'm clueless. Haddock. Yeah. Fish like that. I, so. I, I just know fluke and flounder and striped bass and them, them sea bass that have the wings that I always catch. They're like some sea well, horns skates. with the horns. With the, what are they called? They have wings? It's a skate. Skate, okay. It, it's a skate. I yeah, those wings. Called. Those wings are good eating. Yeah. Really? Somebody's told yes. me. I, I don't know if it's the same fish. It's like a little red fish about somebody that grow this big, like reddish. What, the spiny ones? Yeah, yeah. It has like the, oh, yeah. What are they called? That's yeah. what it's called? Uh, no, 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 no. Sea so horn? Sea uh, 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 uh. robin. Sea robin. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know yeah. what the hell I'm even catching. <laughs> but yeah. I appreciate it, man. Captain. Hey, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, Bob Cook. Sea robin. He's right. I'm sorry. I don't know what they are. Thank you, Mr. Chris. I know where I'm getting my Christmas tree from. Jim's. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, bud. Right. Good talking to you.
No problem. All right, Bob. Thank you, brother. See you, buddy. Later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Buck the System. Next time, Buck Gratano will do it all again, and we hope you'll join us for the ride. In the meantime, you can reach out to us at buckthesystempodcast at gmail.com. With questions, comments, suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address again is buckthesystempodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on Buck the System.